Welcome to What the If. Yes. Some days you have good luck. Other days. You don't. Not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much. I like that when, when that word is spelled out, by the way. Not so much. Not so much. I don't know when that started, but that's a good one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, we just uh, celebrated a holiday here in uh, the USA that I know is celebrated in at least one other country, I'm assuming, Ireland. But I don't know about others. We just had St. Patrick's Day. I hope everyone had a nice St. Patrick's Day. And uh, I suppose if you celebrated it properly or according to tradition, you'd be Waking up with a hangover today, is that correct? Uh, or chasing snakes off of an island. Chasing snakes, okay. So that's the, uh, mm-hmm. that's the original story. That's what St. Patrick did? Uh, that is what he was known for, yeah, getting rid of the snakes from Ireland. So that's why there's no snakes in Ireland today. No snakes in uh, Ireland. Yep. So I'm going to be going to Staten Island and clubbing garden hoses for the afternoon. Um, <laughs> what? In, in an attempt to, to replicate that experience, so... I'll let you know. <laughs> a garden hose is a snake. <laughs> yeah, close enough, right? That's the closest <laughs> thing we got. <laughs> That's pretty hilarious. Matt, do you are are you uh, is is Stanley uh, an Irish? Is there any Irish? Uh, it is not. I am um, uh, half English, uh, half French Canadian. Ah, uh, uh, so we are generally oppressors of the Irish. True, true, true. But that 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 that's gone. You've gotten over that. You now oppress um, plenty of other snakes. People. Yeah, mm-hmm. in Staten Island. Yeah, yeah. Gabby, any Irish in your? Uh, Not a lick. Puerto Rican, Italian. But that's it. <laughs> Those are both very good combos. That's, I mean, that is a very good combo. I also have no Irish, other than a great love of Irish stories. I suppose that is one of the great, great things that the Irish have brought to the world, among other things. And I do love Guinness. That's that's probably like such a such a lame like stereotypical thing, but the, the beer Guinness I think is a fabulous thing when served properly. You have to go to a good Irish bar yeah. where they really they know how to pour it. Um, but uh, yes, uh, happy St. Patrick's Day plus one, one plus one day. But it give it 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 brought us to the if um, for this week. Uh, but before we do that, uh, Gabby. Can you uh, help us understand what is an if? It's spelled I-F, for those who don't know. Beyond that, what what else can you tell us? Yeah, so essentially what we do on this show is a thought experiment where we think through all the things that would happen if we changed one thing about the universe. And that one thing that we change is our if. Uh, It's our, like, what-if scenario that we take and we run with for the episode. Yes, and Matt, we haven't we haven't really addressed this issue in a while. Why is it what the if? Oh, because um, uh, we tend to uh, let's hear the consequences of our ifing um, are often suboptimal, as the mathematicians say. Uh, so we end up, I don't know, wrecking civilization or destroying the universe or something like that. Uh, so it's our outrage um, at uh, the consequences uh, of our careless manipulation of reality. That's, yeah, 
that is appropriate to uh, what what happened to me this morning that spawned this idea, which I'll get to in a moment. But uh, so with great outrage and uh, and yet confidence, I believe uh, mm-hmm. I believe these Sounds thought right. experiments come from an overabundance of confidence. Um, I ask, what the it? Luck, as in the good luck, or the bad luck. What if luck were real? What would you do? How would you fare in a world where luck is real? So, um, Matt, uh, just uh, some of what I just... some. The last thing I said may be heretical to some people. What if it was real? What do you mean, what if luck was real? Of course, luck is real. What is, what is luck? Is that, uh, well, this is, this is a, this is actually kind of a tricky thing, I think. Um, yeah. I think, uh, I mean, I guess my sense of it is that, um, luck is uh, a way of suggesting or explaining what happens when someone, has a favorable outcome that's surprising in some way, um, uh, and particularly some regular aspect of that, right? This person always manages to get the right color starburst from the bag. Um, <laughs> so I think there's there's an element of unexpectedness um, and uh, positiveness, too. But I don't know. Gabby, Gabby, what do you think about that? Is there a a better way to articulate luck? I think that was kind of similarly to what I was thinking, um, where essentially in events where you don't necessarily intrinsically expect it to have your positive outcome or for you to have something work in your favor, you are a person that it tends to happen to. Um, And I think there's a certain sense of serendipity to it that you wouldn't think of you know, someone can maybe always talk their way out of a parking ticket, but someone who's lucky is more someone who always wins money on a scratch-off ticket or something like that. Um, where there's it's there's supposed to be something where there's not skill involved, like you just accidentally had this happen to you, um, and it was good. And and uh, there are some rules attached to it, or 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 either traditionally or perhaps written in stone somewhere. I don't know that would, how far we go with this question. But uh, I came up with this idea this morning when I uh, broke a, uh, I knocked over a lamp, a very tiny lamp, but a very beautiful lamp. Uh, it, had, it was like a glass, it had a glass, the bulb was like this spherical bulb that was painted in like, different colors like red stripe and then orange and then light orange and then white it's a kind of a classic modernist thing and now i have to see if i can find one of these bulbs again uh and but the uh, first thing that came to mind was um and here we get the traditional shout out to philip's mother who is (laughs) gets a shout out in more and more shows because to their credit uh, my mother and stepfather are uh, listening regularly, so I appreciate that. Oh, so let me them. give you that. Yeah, and uh, and they send feedback, so thank you for that. 
if you listeners would like to send feedback, um, feedback at whattheif.com or just go to the website, whattheif.com. Give a shout out to that. But um, I grew up with, uh, surrounded by a bit of a, super, my mother has a belief in superstition. And so if you, if you break something, if you break glass, that is seven years bad luck. It's rather extreme. Um, now, how bad that seven years bad, you know, is it seven years of like, well, things may or may not go away, or like you're doomed. You know, you're completely doomed for the next seven years. Absolutely bad. So there's certain, there's a certain, um, I guess you would say there's a magnitude, um, there's a constant. I don't know. There's some something in the equation. There's an equation for luck, and we're not sure exactly how that works either. So um, yeah, um, so actually, I should say you flag yeah. something important is that we have both. Yeah. We talk about both good luck and bad luck, right? So there's the person right. who right. Um, always gets the right color starburst, um, and then there's the person who always picks the subway car that's smelly. Um, so and and I think we would we we I don't know. There's a there's a spectrum. Well, I don't know if it's spectrum or if it's binary. Right, um, but there right. can be both good luck and bad luck. But either way, this sense of beating the odds um, or having something unexpected, that, that as Gabby said, is um, not related to skill or experience or something like that. It's not that the person is really good at or has is, is really good at choosing the wrong subway car. Um, it's that despite their best efforts, they're always getting the smelly car. Yeah. I do think it's binary, actually. I think it, I, I can't ever remember a time of, Anyone speaking about luck in sort of a nuanced way, you know, if you if if really pushed, you might. But uh, for the most part, it's like it's good luck or bad luck. That's it. Um, now, in trying to get a grasp on what it is, how how does this operate in our world? If this is an actual thing, this is when we when we talk about doing our thought experiment. Part of it is we gonna we learn science by pursuing these fanciful questions, right? And so um, it seems to me that in looking for an equation, perhaps, is that a common way to begin to grasp, um, to, to, to approach something in a scientific way? Like I, I think naturally, because Matt, you, you were in the Einstein documentary that I made, he he approached things. He said, I want to find an equation for gravity, let's say, yeah. or something. Mm -hmm. And of course, Isaac Newton had done that. Lots of people have done that. Can we look for, is looking for an equation for luck, is that a, a way that science normally approaches things? Um, yeah. And specifically in this case, it would be a statistical equation, right? Um, so if we imagine we're taking, we're playing um, craps, let's say, right? So we've got two dice. Um, and uh, actually, I can't remember how to play craps. You're trying to get a seven, oh, is that right? I know, craps. You, you are, well, it, it, there's many different ways you can play, but uh, okay. the normal thing is, yes, if you, um, um, no, you're simply trying to repeat the roll. You so you roll it once, and you get like a four. Okay, now you have to roll again, and if you get a four again, everybody wins. If you oh, don't, right. that's, that, that's going to be more complicated than than we need okay. to. Okay, so but there is a that. there is a version yeah. of craps on the craps table where you can literally just put all your chips on a certain number, like mm -hmm. six, okay. and you have to roll a six. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So if we um, if we take two dice, right. um, there's uh, 
a, a statistical expectation for the different numbers that you're going to get. So some of the right. some of the number, so I should say two dice, and we roll them and we add the numbers together. Um, it's really unlikely that you're going to get a two because you have to roll a one on both dice. It's also unlikely that you're going to get a 12 because you roll a 6 on both dice. Rolling okay. a 7 is actually much more common because there's lots of possible rolls, right? So you might get a 2 on one and a 5 on another, a 3 on one and a 4 on another. Um, so this is when you're, playing, when you're playing Settlers of Catan. You want numbers like 6 and 8 because those are going to come up more often than 2 or 12. I did not know that seven is more common, and that's why it's one of the, the chosen numbers. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but there's still a lot of variety, right? You, if you, if you're planning on getting seven each time you roll, you're going to lose really quickly. Right. right. Um, so, I think when we say somebody is lucky, uh, we're saying that they're going to get um, first uh, an unusual numbers um, more often, and then second that. Uh, if they have good luck, they're going to get the more favorable numbers as well. So it's not just that they're going to get an unusual number, but they're going to get one that's better for them in some way too. Right. You were correct, by the way. I looked. I was looking up the rules of crabs. Yes, and it is on the first roll. If you get a seven or eleven, you win. Okay. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time in casinos, so I can't say. I love. <clears throat> I love watching the crabs table. In a casino. When I go to a casino, I, I don't like to play because it's terrifying to me. Uh, I don't want to lose. I don't like to lose. Yeah, then, then casinos are not the right place for you. Well, no, but <clears throat> I go to the craps table to watch it because um, the guys who run it, I believe, I don't know if they call it, they call the croupiers or something like that. The, the, the guys who run it, they are, um, they do not look like math nerds. Let me just say that. They kind of look like tough guys, right? Excuse me, not that math math guys can't be tough, believe me. But you know what I'm talking about. So, um, uh, that they can follow the rule, they can keep up with like I don't know, you know, there can be like 20 people surrounding the craps table, all, all playing different games at the same time, putting their chips everywhere, and these guys can just. And I realized I was like, man, these guys. I don't know that they would consider themselves math wizards of any kind, but they are processing seriously complicated Lots rules. Lots of information. And, uh, yeah, yeah uh, at the same time. And I, I find that fascinating. Gabby, are you? Uh, have you been to a casino? Do you I have not, the... although I'm going to Vegas in like October. So oh, I, wanna, I feel like I ought to study up. There's like, yes. there's so many rules. There's so many different variants of things. I yeah. Yeah. The only game I play is like dominoes. So like that's you're not gonna find that at like a that Vegas. So I'm I'm oh actually good. Actually no, I, I think dom dominoes are hugely popular. Actually, especially with uh, really? at casinos. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I have to look it up. But, but with the, the Asian um, <clears throat> Asian people huh. play dominoes, and uh, you will see when you go into a casino, you will see different types of people. You know, this is, we're still coming out of COVID. Ad so, admittedly, uh, yeah. though, that messes me up because there's so many different types of dominoes. Like, I, I play yeah. Puerto Rican dominoes, and I was playing with ah. my friends, and I was like, you know, just making sure that, you know, that we knew all the rules. So I was like, you know, asking stuff like, okay, you know, it's it's sixes, uh, you play to like 100 or 500. Like, just, right. you know, basic rules or what have you to make sure, you know, they weren't going to try to trick me into a game of playing Mexican train. Only for me to realize huh. that they did everything backwards. So in Puerto Rican Domino's double six starts, they did double one started. 
Um, they took one domino out so you couldn't count, um, which messed me up because I'm used to counting dominoes. Um, they played like golf rules where whatever was left in your hand was points against you as opposed to points for the person who won, oh. which was weird. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I, like, I had no idea what was going on. I felt like I was in the upside down. I still won, <laughs> but it hurt me to win it. Like what I think was like Russian domino rules or something like that. That's interesting. By the way, uh, so I'm, uh, again, I'm checking in, checking in um, on the rules here, and uh, it's w- what I think I was seeing in the casinos is Chinese, a Chinese game that's played with dominoes called Pai Gao, um, and it is absolutely available in um, Las Vegas. Las in Las Vegas, also they there's other places where you can play dominoes using cards. Interestingly, I'm not sure how that works, but. Uh, um, but whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Nonetheless, mm-hmm. it, it, if, if I recommend people going to Las Vegas, even if just once, it's a quite a fascinating place. Um, but uh, so luck, luck. I, I think once I mentioned <laughs> in another time, another topic we were doing, this came up. Uh, I was in Atlantic City once watching the crab stable, like I said, as I am wont to do, and this guy came up and. Um, Everybody's crowded around, and this guy comes up. He's a little bit disheveled. Nothing wrong with that. Maybe he was having a bad night. I don't know. Uh, grabbed the dice, and he shakes them in his hand. And he had a, a superstition, right, that there's a go- And you see this all over the place. This is another thing I find fascinating in watching people gamble, the little superstitions they'll do, right? So this guy, his routine was to shake the dice in his hand and then raise his fist up. Where he's holding the dice above his head, shake them again, right in the air, and then just before he rolled them, he would go, "Come on, little Joe," <laughs> and he threw the <laughs> dice, and they would roll. And then he did okay, and so he gets to uh, roll again. So the croupier, the guy I was talking about, grabs. He has a little hook he holds, like a long plastic hook, and he pulls the dice back towards him, and the guy picks him up, and he shakes him in his hand, and he raises him above his head, and he shakes his hand, and he goes, "Come on, little Joe!" And he kept doing that, and he was doing great. And everybody, and, and the way it works is, everyone around the table is betting on this whoever's turn it is, right? So everybody's winning every time this guy rolls, and within a minute or two, everybody, myself included, is saying at the same time, "Come on, little Joe." We never found out who Little Joe was, but he was he was an omen of uh, uh, it was a helpful helpful spirit. Um, I mean, so I feel like how a would part that of work is kind yeah. of superstition, um, yeah. which we we caught into this I think a little bit on our one superstition episode. Um, but uh-huh. yeah, we yeah. He, as human beings like to attach significance to things. I think it probably goes back into the fact that we're very good at recognizing patterns. Um, so say you do really well when you have this like I don't know plastic toy goat that you forgot in your pocket and you bring it to a test and but accidentally you did really good yeah my uh my boyfriend has a good luck pikachu uh which was a like a pokemon card that he found one day stuck in the side pocket of his backpack and that was his like anytime he had good luck he blamed it on the good luck pikachu card Ah, that he had Mm -hmm. um and so it's just like you know you associate a pattern with a thing and it's like you know if you looked at the statistics of well how often did you actually have something good happen to you while you had the good luck Pikachu? Or, you know, how much did you actually prepare for that test? Like, is you getting a good grade just because you walked in that day and, you know, just magically bubbled in all the right answers? Or how much was it that you actually spent the time and studied your butt off for that test? Or even that having that omen gave you some sort of ease of mind that may have allowed you to do better on the test as well. Just more confidence, more relaxed. 
So that's, I think, so Gabby's flagged something really important here is that this, yep. um, our sense of luck or not um, comes from our sense of, our general sense of probability, which is really the way we make patterns out of the world. All right. So every time I put my hand in the fire, it hurts. So I decide that that is going to be the, the this, I should not do that. Every time hand and fire are in the same place, it, it, it's pain. Um, uh, every time chocolate chip cookies, um, I eat chocolate chip cookies, they're delicious. So I look for chocolate chip cookies. Um, the, there, there's sort of a, um, a suggestion among some psychologists that our brains are too good at that. That is that we, we look for patterns that are not necessarily there. Um, so the Pikachu in our pocket could all, there were, there were lots of things in the pocket that day. Right. Uh, um, yeah. but, uh, the brain seized on the Pikachu and decided that that was relevant to the thing, uh, to the, to the outcome that uh, we wanted or were interested in. Um, so the, there's a sense in which our, you know, when we decide that something is lucky, um, it's not being stupid or that our brains are, are, aren't working right. It's the same pattern matching mechanism that underlies all of the good stuff we're able to do. Um, uh, it's just sometimes, uh, it gathers in lots of things that, um, uh, perhaps on deeper reflection are not actually relevant to the the thing at hand. So if it exists, um, it, it is spoken of as a kind of a quantifiable thing. Now, no one actually puts an actual number on it, but I feel like the first step in the science of luck would be that it has to be that there's a lot, that it is uh, measured. For instance, the, um, what is the, uh, the traditional um, story of uh, the leprechaun, uh, the mythical Irish little creature, little person who um, uh, flips you a coin, right? Or, or at the end of the rainbow, there's a pot of gold. Like there's some, uh, right? There's uh, um, luck can be quantified. That would, you know, coming from a uh, just having some slight knowledge of particle physics or something. It seems like we'd be, there would have to be a luck, a luck, <laughs> a luck particle. Is that right? So I mean, right, if, if it's quantifiable or, or it would, I guess we don't know. Is it a particle or is it a force? Well, it should, it should definitely be quantifiable. First off, right. right. Um, uh, so, I mean, if it's, um, if we're, so the person with good luck um, should do really well at the casino. Um, and presumably we'd need to be careful to distinguish somebody who's just good at counting cards. Um, so we have to establish that there's no skill involved, um, but just their mere presence, um, makes them do better. So, right. uh, and because of the way the, you know, odds work generally, um, even if they're slightly luckier, um, that's going to compound really, really fast. So whoever is lucky um, is going to make a lot of money at the casino every time they go. So although that that's it, I was yeah. thinking about you know there's kind of different kinds of luck, right? Mm. So card luck at cards is I think the most obvious and probably the most quantifiable, right? Probably, yeah. But so for example, my mom says I'm lucky. 
Um, actually, her term for it is horseshoe um, because she says, I have a horseshoe. Uh-huh. I was born with a horseshoe stuck where the sun don't shine. She puts it a little bit less uh, <laughs> nice than that. Um, and that's lucky, I guess. That's Well, I mean, dubious. just more the... Yeah, it's it's a unique turn of phrase, uh, unique <laughs> to my family. Um, but particularly that I have good luck professionally and the fact that things just seem to work out for me. Case in point, I'm on this show. Matt, your daughters happen to be in the audience, right, when I was giving a right. random talk mm-hmm. um, that wound up bringing in people I didn't know and then you guys messaged me and then we did a thing and now I'm on the show two years later um, and I'm still here. So kind of just like serendipitous stuff like that is kind of hard to quantify, right? Because, you know, how do you, quant- how, how do I assign a numerical value to the luck of being, a, like having someone from this podcast reach out to me versus maybe something else? Um, but cards is definitely the easiest one to go with. So I guess, mm-hmm. so, I mean, in, in human trials, there's a period where you have to recruit people, right? So this is when I guess we, we go out with uh, like flyers that say like, do you think you're lucky at cards? Um because the, the Vossal lab here who studies mosquitoes, they actually did have to recruit mm-hmm. people who specifically thought they got bitten more by mosquitoes because they were oh, studying, nice. oh, do people do certain people attract mosquitoes more? Mm-hmm. And I think if I remember correctly, they found that yes, but it's not usually the people who think they get bitten the most. Um, okay. So there are some ways that luck might be more quantifiable depend on, depending on what group <laughs> we select for this. Yeah, okay. um, yeah, and I really like that. That would be a really interesting part of the experiment, right, is the, the gathering people up because... It is often self-identified. I'm a lucky person. I'm an unlucky person. Um, oh. But it's also something that other people name about you, too. Um, so you might, um, like, you can't keep it secret. <laughs> Everyone knows whether you're lucky or not. So, for instance, um, uh, in my family, I'm designated an unlucky person specifically for choosing checkout lines in, like, grocery stores, is I will always choose the, the worst line. Um, you know, it's, I'm behind the person who's trying to pay with Hungarian currency or the, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's really extraordinary. Um, to the point at which, like, if we, as a family we're at the grocery store, people will stop me from getting in a line. Like my children will say, no, dad, you can't choose what line we're going to get into. Um, and luck can be so niche like that. Like, I, I think that's one of the things too, or like, you know, lucky at cards, stuff like that is something that's very general, but human beings assign luck to stuff that's really, really niche, right? Yeah. Like my friend is really unlucky about getting dripped on in New York City oh. by like unidentified <laughs> AC units, whatever. He always got dripped on. And so it's like, that's a very niche kind of unlucky um, where, you know, luck seems to be like, not only would there be luck, but they, you know, your luck at birth would then become inextricably tied to one random thing out there in the universe. Like if this is some sort of particle entanglement, uh, Matt is now tied to checkout lines or my poor friend Preston is now tried, tied to unidentified right. dripping New York City liquids. Um, so it, oh, it's this, just kind of, it's very random. This yeah. is a great point. This is a great point. Yeah, the, there's luck in certain things, which means that the, the mechanism, so ultimately our what the if here often is, uh, at least the way I approach it, it's we're looking for some sort of mechanism, some sort of physical mechanism that's mm-hmm. that's going on, and uh, see, this makes that whatever that mechanism is so much more complicated. You know? That's right, because now we have uh, if if it's a particle, you know, there's a luck particle. Right. Um, we have a card particle, and we have an air conditioner drip particle. Um, and that's right. And so if you think about the number of things that you could imagine being lucky or unlucky for, that gets staggering really fast. 
right? Yes. So it's yeah. uh, getting the right temperature coffee at McDonald's, right? No, I've, I don't have enough of those particles, so I always get, so the coffee I get is always dangerously hot, right? Um, but if it's a particle, presumably, you know, we're good at manipulating particles. Um, so we could put it in a bottle, um, maybe trade it, right? Um, yeah. That would be kind of cool. This is making me think of Luxdat, which oh, is yeah, that's right. just kind of fun, a fun what mechanic. So if, if, so if, say, now we have tradable luck particles, you can catch luck or unluck from a person. Um, you know, this is yeah. my luck potion of AC drip um, <laughs> or what have you. Um, this kind of makes me think of there are certain video games where in addition to things like strength or charisma or intelligence or something like that, you can put. Uh, skill points or what have you, or money, or however the system for that game was that game works, into luck. Um, and so this is essentially the ability. It, sometimes it's like so. I'm thinking, for example, of like Fallout Four. I think is the one that has luck stat. I think all the Fallouts do, but that's the one I played the most. Um, where it's like, oh, if you're just scavenging from stuff, you tend to get more things. Where if you know two players reach their hand into the same chest. Um, someone comes out with more money than the other person because they have more luck. Um, but that also means if you're in combat, bullets seem to just miss you more often. Um, or I think at one point you can basically like spawn the Grim Reaper by accident. That, that That's like really high. <laughs> we have all um, like that. Yeah. But I mean, think about how crazy it is, right? If you walk into, say, New York City, say you are loaded up with bottles of luck, right? <laughs> you could probably just like never stop at any crosswalk. Oh, that's a good idea. You yeah. never have to wait for a train. Like, that's I'm thinking fun. of all the things on a regular daily basis that would just work out for you. I've walked into coffee shops and, like, maybe somebody ordered a to-go coffee and then, like, never picked it up. Congratulations, that's your coffee. Like, could you imagine a day where you walk outside, you don't stop at the crosswalk, you just go walk there, you go to your coffee shop, you pick up a random coffee because they're like, oh, this is, just take it, it's for you. You walk back out. Again, you don't stop because all the cars are just miraculously weaving around yeah. you. Yeah. That could have really cool ramifications for the way you interact with the world. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, the way the cars are weaving is they're knocking over unlucky pesestrians. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, yes. <laughs> well, and that actually, that raises an important question, too, is is there conservation of luck, wow. too? Mm. So yes. if I find myself with lots of luck, does that mean I have to take it off of other people? Um, and also, does it get used up? So every intersection I get a green light at does that use up a few of my particles? Um, you know, interestingly, I kind of feel like the way people talk about luck, that there is, that's not part of it, right? Interestingly, for all the... Yeah, I think it's like, usually a permanent kind of thing, yeah. It's like you have well, good luck. Luck does run out sometimes, oh. but, but generally if someone is assigned quality lucky, then therefore you are permanently, air quotes, lucky. Or even if luck runs out, it runs out for one person, but it doesn't. In other words, it's it's interesting in that mm -hmm. there are there are all kinds of you know ways that humans do their. This is magical thinking, right? This idea, this, these sort of imaginary ways that these supernatural forces in the universe do, doing all this stuff. There are I, I can't think of one at the moment, but there are ones where we talk about it more as a zero sum kind of game. Like, oh, if he has a lot of that, then I can't have a lot of that. Um, but, uh, in terms of luck, I don't feel we really talk that way. Interestingly, it's like that person has good, or, good or bad luck. If that person has good luck, I don't have bad luck. 
I don't have to have bad luck, right? That's right. Yeah, we would not usually say that. I think that's yeah. right. Yeah. So that's interesting that sometimes we do talk about luck running out and sometimes we don't. Um, hmm. I'd have to ponder a bit about what that means. Maybe well, there's an additional characteristic of, so we've got our luck particles. Um, yeah. So you can have a lot of luck or not a lot of luck. And then yeah. maybe also some people are better at hanging on to the luck particles too. So it might be that you have a low ability to retain luck, but you happen to have a lot of luck at the moment. So then you can use up that luck and it'll run out. Or maybe um, you're good at holding on to it. Uh, so even if you have a small amount, it sticks with you for a long period of time. That would because those would be very different senses of, of luck. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but well, there may be here. Oh, oh, go ahead, Gabby. Okay. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. just in like a game mechanic sense, there are plenty of more. This is a realm in like tabletop games that I've played. There's plenty of games where you can get you know lucky, or I think like blessed is the mechanic in one game I'm thinking of. Um, but then if you fail other checks, you have to roll to see if you'll keep it. Um, oh, interesting. So that okay. there could be some conditions at which like you do lose your luck. Um, because I, I like the luck retention as a as a factor. Add that, that you know one more variable into the equation. Yeah. Now here's a paradigm shift, total paradigm shift, shifting it more from towards Gabby's end of the sciences, and that is that uh, it strikes me that actually luck may be more of a biological phenomenon and not a physics biology includes physics, of course, but, but biological thing because we don't th I don't think of non organic things as having luck. You know, a, a cat, we might say, is super lucky when we say, oh, a cat has nine lives, right? It sort of implies a cat has luck. But we don't think of a, a rock as having luck, right? It doesn't make any sense at all. Well, and, although, although uh, people can think of rocks as being lucky. Right. As that's in, true. You can, can assign luck for you. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. But um, there was a phrase you used, Gabby, a little, uh, a little while ago. You said something about catch. Um, mm. You can catch what what was the phrase you but you it was something like it catching. sounded viral <laughs> but it it feels like something you you, know, you have it or you don't have it or running out it all it feels more biological and and i'm going to guess in fact and this would be maybe matt your specialty in sort of history the the idea that the way we think about things tends to be it's all it actually originates seems to me with the emotions right so before trying to find cold mathematical equations, so maybe luck has this. Oh, origin. yeah, that's right. So this is, um, I think, something we alluded to early in the, the conversation is yeah. um, uh, the sense that uh, there's some results we care about, right? So if I always get the, the green starburst, that's actually not so interesting, right? But if I always yeah. uh, win the lottery, then that's something we do care about. So there are, there are outcomes that we think of as lucky or not lucky, I think, in, in terms of um, uh, how much or what our emotional connection to the outcome is. So my grocery store curse, for instance, as, as we refer to it in my family, um, is, uh, is negative, right? Because presumably I want to get somewhere after I check out at the grocery store and it's taking me longer than it would otherwise. And sometimes I should say an extraordinary length of time. You cannot imagine <laughs> how, how badly a checkout line can go once I'm standing in it. Um, so, uh, yeah. So like if you have, um, uh, some, like I said, some totally trivial kind of luck, then that's not so interesting and that's not worth talking about. Um, right. so there's definitely, um, uh, better and worse kinds of luck. 
for that. And if that's it an was, emotional resonance. Yeah. Right. But Gabby, if it was biological, how would how might it work? Um, how would we so, find how would we identify it? I mean, my best guess is so this would be kind of the thing where you have to get a lot of people and you want to sort of bin them into categories. Um, so maybe you can do a couple of different ways. So assign people a high or low luck stat, essentially low positive lucky. So say you're lucky in a good way in that you get the starburst that you want, but then there's people who are really lucky and those are your lottery winners. Um, or like multi-time lottery winners, because there's some people who have won the lottery like a couple of times. Um, but then you have unlucky on a gradient. Um, so too, so it's like, okay, my friend always gets tripped on by the subway. That's really gross. Um, but then there's like, this dude just keeps getting hit by cars. Like, that's not great. <laughs> of course, maybe you have to control for, does this guy look both ways when he crosses the road? But you can mm -hmm. filter that out okay. with some, uh, yeah. some questions. Um, and so once you have a gradient of people assigned, you know, lucky, unlucky, and how lucky or unlucky on, say, like a scale of 1 to 10 or negative 10, um, then maybe you can start doing some huge gene, like genome-related uh, things. Yeah. sort of, Because mm -hmm. there are ways... Previously, essentially, you sequence people's genome, and if they're, you've got, say, diseased and undiseased groups, uh, then you look for common factors. Um, so if you suddenly see, oh, okay, everyone who shows this disease has this one genetic mutation, then you could try to track down a mechanism for it and figure out, okay, this is what's causing this disease. Uh, so now we understand where this disease comes from. Um, this kind of thing, luck, you'd probably have to either be really, really focused I'm specifically looking at people who are lucky at craps um, or like just card games in general, something like that, specifically for those and specifically for maybe unlucky, what have you. Um, and from this, try to be able to identify what we call alleles. Um, so it's gene variants. Um, it might be that you identify multiple genes. Gene A is for luck. Gene B controls unluckiness such that you can have a combination. Yeah. This might be oh, multifactorial. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, wow. There's a lot of different ways this could go, right? Because if luck at cards is gene A and you have allele one and two for either good luck or bad luck, um, but then you've got gene B, which is, I don't know, luck at the lottery, um, that might be part of like some gene super family that's luck in money, but it can go different ways. You could suck at the lottery, but be great at cards. Um, so it could get really complicated really fast, mm -hmm. but right. you could do that with some, some assorted screening of just a lot of people and figuring out where they fall in the categories beforehand. The, I love the idea that there would be a gene for, like, the lottery, because it, would it at all be possible that, there, that we could have a gene for something that didn't exist until recently? Well, I mean, sure, gene duplications happened. It would have had to have been a while ago if we all have it, I think, maybe. Uh -huh, um, uh -huh, uh -huh. But more what I'm thinking is, like, maybe we could identify something, like, if we're anchoring this more back into reality or what have you, um, that's, like, accidental, right? Um, because a lot of times we say, like, oh, this is luck, but maybe it's actually the result of something you don't realize is going on. Um, the person is not counting cards, but they just happen to have a pretty good sense of, you know, what cards are played. Um, the person who yeah, always yeah. is unlucky because they keep getting hit by cards, again, doesn't look both ways. Um, so maybe we find some linked gene for something that actually has to do with, like, attention. Like, how well do you notice small details? Just, like, there might be other things that fall out of it that are not intrinsically, this is your physical luck stat as determined by this region of your genome, uh, but might actually be a sort of 
conglomeration of other factors that contribute to whether or not you're lucky at a thing. It's interesting you say that because, and I, I believe this is correct, it is not illegal or even against the rules to count cards. Uh, if you're doing, because frankly, if it was, nobody would be playing blackjack. Like that's kind of the way you play blackjack. You learn, try to learn some system at least of tracking, you know, um, what might, what cards might still be in the deck. Um, it is, it is against the rules of the casino to be using some sort of device or some sort of false, you know, some additional thing that allows you to count the cards. That's wrong. Um, but it, it goes to the point that luck might also just be mental, you know, you have a certain mental skill. Maybe you're not even aware of it. Um, it it makes me think that if it, if this were biological, we'd have to go all the way back to Darwin, and it would be something like instead of survival of the fittest, it would be survival of the luckiest. Yeah. So this is um, if it's biological, it's this is definitely a selectable trait. Well, actually, I should I should pause there. If it's hereditary, then it's selectable, oh. right? Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Um, and presumably, this would be selected for very strongly, um, and uh, because. A, a slight advantage at unusual things like finding edible berries in the forest um, magnifies really, really fast um, yeah. and will be selected yeah. for very, very strongly. Um, and in fact, this is the premise of, uh, of um, let's see here, Larry Niven's um, puppeteer sci-fi series from the old days. Oh. Actually, it's not, it's the series that um, features the puppeteers, but it's not the called Ring the puppeteers. World? Maybe it's the Ring World series, yeah. Ring World, um, yeah. In which um, uh, an alien species decides that they that human beings do in fact have a um, biological uh, luck trait, um, and they want to select they want to select for it artificially because for various reasons they need really lucky people. Um, so they, who, who they, 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 uh, they manipulate the world, the, the earth world government, um, into having a lottery for reproduction. That is, you only get to have children if you're lucky, if, if you win the lottery. Um, and their reasoning being then the luckiest people will win that lottery and their children will be even more lucky. Um, and that over a few generations, they will have artificially selected for um, extremely lucky people. And then the protagonist of the series is the result of these these years, uh, uh, generations of breeding for luckiness. So he's the luckiest person in the universe. Um, and all sorts of interesting things happen to him. That's fantastic. Um, I didn't remember that aspect of it. That's very cool. It actually sounds great. So this is like you're kind of like Zaphod Beeblebrox, just kind of waltzing yeah, yeah. through the yeah. universe. Everything is fine. Everything Nothing is can fine. Everything can is hurt you. <laughs> everything um, falls into place perfectly for you. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I do feel like though, yeah. Lucky and sort of figures like this do often figure in like sorted mythology and storytelling. Like it's a very common thing that I think we as people are just completely fascinated with. Um, like, what if things just, like, magically worked out for you? Like, it it is just, like, a concept that comes up a lot. And I'm trying yeah, to I'm feel sure. like I remember examples. But, off, like, immediately when you described that, there were a bunch of stuff that just kind of jumped in my head. I'm like, oh, yeah, the lucky character is a thing that exists. Um, yeah, that's right. That's a, definitely a, a trope in human storytelling, I think, the, the, the lucky character. Um, and then we also have uh, maybe on the inverse of that, we have trickster characters, too, um, who are a way of explaining um, unlock, too. Um, why do bad things happen to me? It's because there are trickster 
because there are Kitsune out there, Loki or somebody, um, uh, making these bad things happen to me too. Um, and I suppose on both ends of that spectrum, th these are ways of us trying to explain the patterns that we think we see. Um, and usually, I mean, this is where the statisticians reign on our parade, and they'll do the calculations and show that actually the the pattern we're not seeing the patterns there. We're seeing some fragment of a large scale probabilistic um, thing. Uh, so we're assigning meaning to um, uh, what is actually a random and uh, heartless universe. Exactly right. Maybe <laughs> maybe our entire we can end here. Maybe our entire universe is lucky or not lucky. You know, like you were talking about in a family. Oh, luck runs in that that family. They're always lucky. You know, they, luck luck runs in that family. Or, that family is always unlucky, you know, it could be our universe was like. Yeah, and I know. should say, actually, there there are cosmological implications to that claim, too, um, which is that, you know, we just happen to live in a universe in which carbon is, carbon bonds really easily to other materials. Um, and if that was not the case, then we would not exist because our biochemistry wouldn't be here. And we just happen to live in a universe in which the fine structure constant allows the formation of atoms and gravity to work in a particular way such that we get planets so we could live here. Um, so you can actually get down to a, you know, um, a benevolent creator god pretty quickly once you start talking about whether the universe is a lucky one or a not lucky one. And, and that brings us to, to uh, the final thought uh, of this uh, if, which I think would have to be, uh, Matt, what was it? What was Einstein's thing about uh, God rolling dice? Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Einstein says that God does not roll dice, um, by which he means uh, the universe uh, has uh, set regular rules and is not inherently probabilistic or not. Yeah, but that's why nobody took Einstein to the casinos. So that's right. <laughs> Einstein, not a fan. Of, God does uh, not roll dice, and neither do I. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> nice. Uh, and yet we could say Einstein, pretty lucky guy, pretty lucky. Uh, yep. That's right. In some, some ways, things, some things not, turned out well for him. Yeah. 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 Um, fascinating, fascinating, Captain. Uh, well, this was super fun. Super fun. Thank you both for that. Um, Gabby, do you have anything you want to plug this week? Nope. Anything coming up? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. No luck. No luck. No plenty. luck. Yeah. Matt, how about you? Uh, no, things are pretty quiet these days. All right. Um, very quiet, actually. I think, Matt, I was mentioning to you in an email. I was walking around the village the other day, and I was like, the lockdown is over. I believe, right? Mm -hmm. no, we yeah. don't even need masks and stuff like that. But the people have yet to come out in quite the... Uh, I should say, you might have gotten here at a quiet moment then, because for oh, the okay. most part, um, the students are back, and oh. um, uh, there's a lot going on in my neighborhood okay. anyway. Well, that's great. That's, that's great. Okay. That's great. Yeah. yeah, very good. Yeah, so the city's coming alive again, which is, mm -hmm. which is wonderful. Um, thanks... I, I I won't attribute any of it to luck. Uh, thank you. It, it, the, the pandemic ending is uh, tremendous thanks to uh, all the scientists and public health workers and doctors and nurses and all those people around the world in our country and yours, wherever you are. Um, hopefully it's ending where you are as well. Things are easing up and we'll stay that way. That's the big thing. Um, yes. Yeah, so... Uh, if you thought this uh, show, if if you feel lucky in having um, 
listened to this show and, and learned something and enjoyed something, you could help us keep it going. Uh, you can increase our luck. You can, you can drop a lucky coin uh, into our membership program um, uh, called Patreon. Patreon is a, a fantastic platform for podcasters and other people uh, that allows them, uh, and we are, we are one of them, to uh, raise money to keep their programs going and to grow the show, increase the quality of the show which I'm working on, and uh, increase our audience and things like that. Our, um, our mission here is science education. And uh, Gabby, I, by the way, I want to thank you. I thought it was very, it was very sweet of you to say that you felt lucky to have uh, been yeah. brought onto this show. Um, you know, you might have been more lucky and, and Neil Tyson might have called you, but I do appreciate that, you know, it's all I don't it's think all I relative. would have been a long-time guest for, for you know... <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay, I like yeah. the longevity of... It was good. It was the right Perfect. perfect amount of luck. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, but it's, uh, you know, there, there are some expenses uh, involved in putting together the show each week and, um, and, in, and in growing the show. We're here for science education. That's the main thing, even though we're kind of joking around. Um, and I think science education is a good thing. Um, so uh, patreon.com is the website you can go to to become a member. You can become a super iffer by membership. Um, patreon.com slash what the if. That's the whole thing. Or just go to our website, whattheif.com. There's a link right there as well. Um, you can also send us your ideas. You can become a super iffer merely by submitting an idea for a show that we run with. We do a show based on an idea you sent us. You become super iffer. Um, in all cases, uh, there's great merch available. You can have a mug with the What The If logo on it. You can have a t-shirt with the What The If logo on it. I mean, hold the presses right there. If you don't have one of those, go to patreon.com slash what the if and get it. Um, Gabby, would you help us now summon, um, I guess the ifs, all the ifs are coming at us and there's some sort of, some sort of luck involved in there. I have no idea. What do you think? What, what, how, do we, uh, how do we frame our closing ritual for today? Yeah. So as we are, you know, coasting through the streets of New York City, riding high on our luck, dodging every single car effortlessly, Ooh. like it's not even coming at us, uh, we finally reach the one crosswalk at which all of a sudden the light goes red. And as our luck has run out, we cannot help but shout, Why? May the luck of the Irish and every other nationality come to you, um, wherever you are. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you all next week. Don't forget patreon.com slash what the if. Get lucky! Get lucky!